0: Hello, you're listening to The Voiceover Hour podcast season two with special sponsors, Audience, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award-winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast, well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry sharing stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the voiceover network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello, hello, everybody! Hello and welcome to the Voiceover Hour podcast. Now, I've got a very special guest lined up for you guys today. I'm really, really excited about talking to her. I have the amazing Bonnie Nordling. Now, Bonnie is the new <laughs> owner of Excellent Talent Voiceover Agency here in the UK, and she also works for Benstown Audio Production, a company that does audio branding. And uh, yes, so really, really excited. Welcome, Bonnie. My goodness!
1: Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. That was uh, a really lovely introduction.
0: <laughs> oh no, thank you for being here. It's so exciting to have you on the podcast and to hear about your your take on the industry and 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 what you're up to. Because you're you're a bit of a yeah, you're changing things and coming in, and it's exciting.
1: It is. It's an exciting time. I think it's a unique time too. I just think for the for the industry as a whole. So. Um, it's a good time to be getting more and more involved in it.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, what made you want to own a voiceover agency?
1: Sure, no, that's a good question. I've I've got that asked a fair amount. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, it's always, the entertainment industry has always just been in my blood since I was very, very young. Um, in London, I went to Sylvia Young Theatre School on the weekends oh. for, uh, goodness, I think 15, 10 to 15 years. Um, and then I came out to L.A., and I studied film production. Um, and then I um, I ended up uh, getting a job at Benstown where I've been the business manager and head of finance and all that fun stuff. But I've been exposed to voiceover with Benstown for eight years now. So um, when we got approached um, about this opportunity, it just felt like the perfect next step. I'd been exposed to it all my life. So I thought, why not get even more involved with it and and here I am. I'd also just actually wrapped up my MBA too um, over here in L.A. So I thought, oh, I'm ready for the next challenge. You know, that'd been two years. Yes. <laughs> Spent learning a lot about business and all that. So I thought, why not uh, step up and have my own uh, business that I can, you know, really uh, get involved with. So nice. that's that's why we're here. <laughs>
0: awesome. Awesome. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so you're a Brit living in L.A. How is that? yeah you know it's it it is true when they
1: say it's two countries separated by the same language I really do I really do believe that um when I first came out here um I remember thinking you know you see all the American movies when you grow up and and all that and you think oh it's it's exaggerated it can't be like that you know and I get off the plane when I was 18 to go to university I hadn't even seen the university um until landing there the the first day of class and I thought walking around campus I was like oh my goodness I I am in a legally blonde movie this is it this is (laughs) this is real (laughs) and it was almost like walking into a a film set but a, a real film set you know so it was um a lot of nuances a lot of sort of um adapting and yeah I like to say when I'm in England I feel more American and when I'm here in America I feel more English so mm-hmm. you know you 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 chop and change and um you get used to it after a while but you never quite feel one or the other anymore yeah I think yeah
0: oh, awesome awesome <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about Ben's Town. so what does Ben's Town do sure so we
1: are we started primarily as a radio production company actually so we have 20 different music libraries, we do jingle um, packages, we um, do imaging, so we image a lot of stations. We have about 2000 radio stations worldwide. That we provide services to, so we like to say in pretty much every continent except Antarctica. So I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also one of our big segments is that we um, we provide voiceover services. So we provide it for commercial production um, and then also for radio uh, stations. So we have a, a roster of about 200 uh, really talented, uh, really cool uh, voiceover talent that we that we work with daily and. Um, yeah that's I think the, the breadth of what we do we also do podcasting too we just wrapped up second season of uh, Nat Geo podcast oh nice so yeah so uh we're kind of trying to work our way more and more um out of radio and just more into the audio space in general I think
0: yeah so let's talk a bit about excellent talent um sure. so you've, you've come in and 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 taken over which which is very exciting and what what changes are you making or what you know what can you tell us about what's going on at Excellent Talent?
1: Sure I think the first thing is you know what's funny is that when I the whole deal sort of happened completely remotely because it obviously happened during the pandemic So um I've been working with the two agents Natalie and Yashi now since November and I've actually never met them in real life. So it's been a complete uh Zoom experience, which is kind of funny. So we're really looking forward to the day we can actually we can actually meet. But um I think I've really enjoyed working with the girls. I think you know we're three uh three ladies, you know, we like to call ourselves the PowerPoint girls. Yes, awesome ladies. (laughs) And uh we kind of I call them my, my super agents. And, um, and uh, I think we just want to, you know, I mean, excellent talent's been around for 25 years and it's yeah, you're just uh, an incredible brand um, to last this long and still be so successful. Um, but with any brand, you know, every few years, it just needs a bit of revamping, a bit of refreshing. So I just wanted to come in and rebrand it, give us a little bit of a mascot to get behind. So we introduced Len just yes. a couple of months ago and he's our, little robot who who cheers everyone on. Um, we obviously redid the website too, just to make it easier, a bit more fun, a bit more friendly. Um, and I think, you know, want to get more involved in the animation side of things, the video gaming side of things, to just make it more, um, I guess, appealing for those for those industries. So that's the direction we're, we're currently heading in. We have a few things up our sleeve that I don't quite want to uh, mention at this point. Yes, no <laughs> but, worries. Um, but yeah, but we are excited about, I think, the the momentum that we that we're building up again now. So, yeah, yeah it's Fantastic. been a fun ride so far.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. And from your point of view, what what do you see happening in the industry? And, you know, are there are there any trends that you're seeing or any? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned video games, animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would like
1: to get more involved, I think. I think in that I think it's. Uh, One of our talent actually shared with me an article, and and I know that's been spoken of within the voiceover world now for a few years because I talked Mm. about it with the agents too, but just about AI (laughs) coming on in. I think that's probably um, just um, the the biggest thing sort of in my rear view mirror in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can kind of see not chasing you so much, but you just have to be aware of it and what that means for the industry. So that's why I think... Uh, things more along the lines of character work and you know the animation stuff and video games um, is is the way to go just because yeah. you just think goodness AI you know I actually just read an article this morning about the first app now to be um, created where you can have an AI lawyer. So literally what? it's a robotic lawyer because they ingest so much data. And they've read all these articles, you know, and, and all these legal cases that it is, you can now actually not even deal with a human lawyer. You can deal with a robotic lawyer. So wow. <laughs> you just think, gosh, it's just advancing so fast. And not that you want to be scared of it, but I think to be aware of it is smart and just sort of maneuver around it and, um and just uh, see sort of the avenues that it, it can't get to. So I think, yeah, so going back to just sort of more character things, mm. um, more, you know, the, the unique voice reads, um, I think is where I kind of want to focus on at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, because the whole AI thing, I mean, I think, yeah, lots of, yeah, there's there, there's lots of chatter about it and, and people feeling quite scared. I, I genuinely think that, you know, nobody can recreate the magic of a voice and and the thing is in voiceovers the voice is only actually one part of it it's the communication and it's the interpretation and it's bringing our life experience and Mm -hmm. our nuances and yeah I just I just don't believe that 100%
1: I mean can can you
0: yeah
1: can you direct a robot I mean (laughs) you know really emotionally can you um and then also as a director or or as anyone in creative industry would you even want to engage with that you know that's a whole other question I don't think I would um so no that's that's good point
0: yeah well because we're we're imperfect and that's that's what's beautiful I think imperfection is beautiful and that's and and the problem yeah with a robot it's perfect and so then it's not beautiful you know yeah so true. yeah
1: and then also I think it's the imperfections that's that what makes everyone relatable right yes if yeah. you're perfect then how can you relate to to, yeah. to that you, you can't you know and that's the beauty about art about anything is that suddenly you're not alone anymore, right? You've yeah. kind of, you come into contact with someone or something that speaks to something in, in yourself that you've experienced and you think, oh my goodness, okay. Well, someone else went through it. They've shared an experience like me. I can get through it too, or whatever it is. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think robots and AI sort of negate that. Yeah. I will say, I think, you know, like I, I have friends doing audio books and, and things like that. And I think if they're on a budget, then perhaps, you know, they use something like that. But I, I do think for the movie industry for example you know big clients like BBC and Channel 4 I I don't see them going down that road at least no time soon put it that way yeah
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't bear it when I hear an AI voice I'm like (gasps) me neither no no it's I know it just feels weird and wrong it does um... it does Yes, nope. um, but-, but we're, um, we're going to have a brief pause now just to hear from our sponsors, so don't go anywhere, guys, because we've got lots more to talk about. This podcast is sponsored by Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of Studio Essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio Portable Vocal Booth and is sponsored by studiospares.com, the UK's best single-source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics, proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver booths. Sennheiser supports you in your VoiceOver production with great sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your VoiceOvers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator. Intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges from uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive VON 60-day trial and $50 discount code at Hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Hello, welcome back. Um, okay, so we are here with Bonnie. We're talking. We've been talking AI. We've been talking about Ben's town, about excellent talent, what life is like on different sides of the pond. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to to ask you about challenges you've faced in your career, and um, w- would you be up for sharing something? You know, a challenge that you faced and, and how you overcame it.
1: Oh goodness, that's a a good question. Anything
0: sort of specific um anything you want to share yeah it's just I always think it's it's good you know that's that's a
1: really good question um I think I can not so much a specific challenge sort of something a bit more general yeah um but and and I hate sort of going down this road but it's it is about being a, a woman you know and sometimes um you know, you don't want to make it a stereotypical thing, but, um, being here. And I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm little, I'm only five foot two. Ah. <laughs> so when I walk into a room, you know, it's, it's sort of, I just, I blend in <laughs> kind right. of, you know, and, um, and I, I tend to look a little younger than what I am. Mm-hmm. And so being, I was primarily within, you know, business business manager role and and I did find in a in an industry such as radio industry that I was in it's a a very male dominated industry yeah and so sometimes you were not so much looked at as just looked through you know Mm. um so that was always just difficult to to try to you know mark yourself yes and make yourself stand out so I think that was actually one of the reasons why I ended up getting my MBA just to sort of say, hey guys, I exist. I do know what I'm doing. Mm. Don't just look at me and think otherwise. Yeah. And to be fair, when, you know, way back when, when I was doing acting, it was, I had very, very similar experiences and I'll share something actually, a little anecdote with you. I in L.A., what they have, they have a lot of these casting director workshops, you know, yes. where you can meet with casting directors and agents yep. and stuff and try to get one. So I did that when I was 18 or so. And so there were three different agents in three different rooms. And I went into the first room and there were two agents sitting there. And I did my my performance and and they said to me, oh, no, you, you've got a very odd look. You know, you're kind of neither pretty and you're neither ugly and we don't know what we do with you. Literally is what they said. Oh. So I, I thought, oh, OK, well, fair enough. And, you know, you're 18. You don't quite know really how to take that at that age. You know, wow. you think you're older than you are until moments like that. <laughs> yeah. You walk into the next room and there was a lady sitting there, another agent, and did my performance. She goes, my you have a really unique look about you I really feel like I could do something with you and you just think oh my goodness (laughs) this is one very strange industry you know and it's so you're so dependent upon other people's um you know subjective views and opinions and that was a a hard lesson to learn Mm. um so I think just sort of just dealing with people looking at you and presuming things about you Has always just been, I think, for me, a challenge, especially doing more of the business side of things too in a male-dominated world. And then on this creative side, trying to be in front of the camera, sort of the same thing, just on two different sides of the world, you know, Mm. two different industries in a way, but the same sort of experiences. So I think, yeah, the more confident you can be in what you know, that has really, I think, guided me and helped me and sort of helped me overcome um a lot of those the, you know the negative feelings you can experience from things like that yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely yeah. that's yeah that's hard to go through and I you know as an on-screen actress as well I've I've had very similar experiences with <laughs> that and right it, it is horrible and and I think I don't know for me I found voiceovers and that that has been magical because I I love the fact that it's not about what you look like and it's mm-hmm. about it's about how you connect with people and yep. using your voice to to communicate and to educate and to inspire and i love that element of of voiceovers um yeah that isn't just about what you look like and 100 um, yeah yeah I, I feel like you've come into the industry as well you know it's it's yeah it's interesting yeah.
1: it is it's a
0: strange world we live in but yeah. i think it's
1: evolving so so that's good
0: and being yeah, a strong woman which is what you started off by talking about and i yeah i know all about the that's that's a challenge being you know being a strong woman being a female business owner i'm afraid mm-hmm. it's, a, it's yep. a rocky road it is a rocky road <laughs> it, is. Um, it is but and and we do get we we do get a tough time we do get a tough time because yeah. women um if we're strong are t- you know from a young age you know strong girls are told that they're bossy and uh you exactly. know ambitious girls are told that they're ruthless and that they're bullies and that they're cruel. And so it is, it is difficult. It's a, you know, it's a tight. It's broken. a
1: fine line to, to walk, isn't it? Yeah. You sort of have to be a little bit of both and, yeah. and depend. it's just, yeah, I think it all depends on who you're dealing with too. And yeah, but I think it's sort of that line of asserting yourself but still, um, you know, just being naturally who you are. It's, it's difficult. It is, yeah. but I, look if you think about how far we've come in just 50 years yes I think I think we're we're doing all right <laughs> definitely I, I do I think considered. the next
0: generation you know I I think oh I'm so excited for my daughters you know growing up and I feel like they've been exposed to you know so much and, and so many strong women and and things have been yeah. talked about much more openly like me too and like all those kinds of things that yeah our parents exactly. didn't talk about so yeah, yeah so that's that's a
1: very bullshit thing brushed under yeah. the rug or
0: yeah you know,
1: I mean it's I mean it's a little bit like what Prince Harry was saying I mean to some extreme but you know it's sort of at some point it needs to be talked about you know yes. yeah you know and and um you know they obviously did what they did whatever you think about that but at some you know otherwise it just sort of builds up and then nothing changes yeah you know and and um i think that i think evelyn Moore said it changes the only um sort of it it's what makes life exist in a way if you don't have change then what is life you know yes
0: so yes i yeah. love that love that absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. <laughs> um wonderful and so um in terms of you know sticking with the women you know what what changes have you seen in the industry? You know, obviously working for Ben's Town. Have you, have you seen that shift from kind of male to, to more of a mix or is there more females being used at the moment? Is there, what, what do you see?
1: It's a good question. Um, it's, I think it's a little bit more different in the radio industry just because yeah. it's still very, I have to say, like a male-dominated industry. Right, yeah. Um, and so I haven't seen... That much of a shift. I think the shifts occur where the management is shifting, you know, yes. and sort of yes. new people are being brought into sort of the you know newer newer companies. Yeah. Um. But I, I if I'm really honest, I have not seen too much of a change. Okay. Within okay. the radio industry, um, yeah. stateside, no. Yeah. I mean, in London, you know, I'm I'm still, I'm still learning with the girls, you yeah. know, um, about voiceover and, and how that all works um, back across the pond and sort of getting my feet wet again within that world. Um, I think they're, you know, becoming a bit more aware, but again, it's voiceover, you know, so it's, um, you don't necessarily see who's, who's behind, who's behind the mic. Um, but yeah, I, all I can say is I I hope... (laughs) That's yeah. all I can say, you know, yeah. and it's also a fine line too because you don't want to be asked for the sake of being asked just so that the company can can check a box and say mm-hmm. they hired hired a woman, you know, so that's a, a fine line too. You, you want it to be genuine, don't you, you know? Definitely. You don't. So I don't know. Some companies I feel like you, you see them, not that they're jumping on a bandwagon necessarily because you're doomed if you do and you're doomed if you don't in a way, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah. But then, if I mean, how else can you make a change if you don't sort of jump on that bandwagon? So it's a a tricky one, but um, definitely.
0: Definitely. And I want to just so I wanted to just talk about obviously that there's been a change, a shift in the industry in terms of casting people ethnically correct, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fantastic. And it, you know, it was a long time coming. There is also now the, you know, the, the casting people who are the right, the right, how do I put this? Yes. Right, correctly. Um, who mm-hmm. have the right gender preferences? Is that what I would say?
1: Yes, yes, uh, there is. For transgender we've
0: def- and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they can't necessarily
1: ask for that outright, but we've definitely received requests, you know, in a roundabout way. Um, for that and again that kind of does open up a a box of of worms in and of itself because um, you know how does anyone know listening how would you know what that person is yeah and so I'm all for it obviously but again it's like well what are the intentions behind it you know is it a a good intention or is it again just to to say oh look how amazing we are as a company look what we have you know so um, but definitely um we are seeing that. We are seeing that more and more, which, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think I think it's it's good. The more aware we are, I think the better, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah, being people being authentic as well, I think is 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 absolutely key in voiceovers. And so getting, you know, yeah, someone who's and it is it is that thing, of course, of of being relatable to and yes. a man's exactly. voice, I guess typically is you know more relatable to a man and a woman's voice more relatable to a woman so if you mm-hmm. you know if you can find somebody who can be you know in the middle then yeah yeah it's it's really Definitely. interesting I think it's it's a yeah
1: yeah and I do think the me too movement has sort of did shift um the sort of the requests away from that you know typical white rp older man you know and, yeah. and I think I've seen less and less of that and I think with yeah. the pandemic too it's It's less of all those sort of authoritative tones, more the reassuring, the calmer um, sort of tones, too. So I think as the environment changes, um, I've definitely noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: And how important would you say networking is in voiceovers?
1: Oh, I think it's incredibly important. Unfortunately, I think f- for for really for anything in the creative industry, and yeah. I think any any career in general. I think it's really important too. You know, some some voiceover talent, and you know, I've I've had friends guilty of this back in the past when they get an acting agent, they think, oh, now it's all in the acting agent, or mm, that they, they they can market me, and and that's mm. it. And you sort of not that you give up, but you you depend solely on the agent and I think yeah. it's so important yeah. that it's that it, it it is a two-way street you know and that uh, you know obviously the agent does what what they can and, and you make connections but it's important for the voiceover talent to be doing that too for, for themselves you know yeah. Yeah. um but but it is unfortunately and I really 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 wish it wasn't <laughs> but yeah. it is a lot of who you know yeah. um yeah. and um I used to hate that when I was younger because I was more introverted you know I was more English I suppose and then being yeah. here sort of had to just naturally become more extroverted and um yeah. I, I remember when I was 18 I, I won a an award at the university I went to for a documentary I made and And a few weeks later, Frank came up she was like, I didn't know you won that. You should be screaming that from the top of the mountains. I hadn't really told anyone because I didn't know you were supposed to really, you know, you just, okay. That's very British. (laughs) You know, you move on. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, And so that was sort of a a defining moment for me. All of a sudden it was like, okay, not that you want to toot your own horn, but to make people aware, because if they're not aware, then how would they know to put you forward for anything or know what you're capable of doing? So it's, again, it's all that balance striking the balance between you know making people aware of what you've done but without coming across like you're you know kind of arrogant about it I suppose you know yeah.
0: so yeah but
1: uh, I do think it's very important because again if you don't tell them how they're supposed to know yeah you know so if you don't network and you don't meet people they're not going to come knocking on on your door why would they you know if you put yourself in their shoe in their shoes you wouldn't be either yeah so yeah Yep.
0: Awesome, awesome. And what would you say is the key to success in voiceovers?
1: Oh, my goodness, that's a good question. <laughs> it's you know, a it's funny. question. It's just, <laughs> yeah. That is, we just started a newsletter up again and, and I've been asking people that and I, I never stopped to ask myself that. Um I think dedication and I also think you never give up learning. I think no matter what, you know, always be um researching listening to other voiceover never sort of give up your craft or or trying to hone in on your craft I think that's really really important and keeping up with the trends too you know and seeing how your voice can adapt and evolve with the trends otherwise you're going to unfortunately be left behind yeah you know so I would say that and and it really is. It's a lot of self dedication, a lot of admiration, because it's not like you are in a nine to five job where you can just kind of call it in almost. You know, you yeah. go to work, you have your hours, and you leave. It's a lot of dedicated time and effort, and putting yourself out there and getting rejected and not getting, you know, upset about it or getting upset about it and getting over it quickly and moving on to the next thing. So, yeah. I think um, that dedication is is really important, and, and I really I admire that a lot in uh, in anyone who puts themselves out there like that. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so, you know, I I I think agents are amazing, and they are such an important part of our industry. And here at the Voiceover Network, you know, we we champion agents, and we know how important you are in the industry for you know keeping rates up and for looking after you know us as as talent. And um, mm-hmm. what can we do to make your life better? Like, how can we help you?
1: Oh, that's that's a nice question. <laughs> um I think mm, oh goodness. I would say um, if you aren't sure of something, always come and run something through us. Never, you know, never yeah. be scared to ask or a peen about something or, or, yeah. or our advice. And don't sell yourself short, you know, if something doesn't feel right or um, you think that the rate is too low then it probably is, (laughs) you know, and, and at the end of the day, like you said, we are dealing with it. We're on the front lines of it every day. We see what's coming in. We see the trends. We see what, what work should be, um, you know, that the rates for that work. So um, I would just say, just don't sell yourself short and always come through us if, if, if something doesn't feel right, that's what I would say. Otherwise you're, you're doing yourself just you know, in in the future and then the rates are just going to, yeah. You know if oh. you say yes to something because you want the work and you're scared you're going to lose it that's where we we can come in you know actually that did happen to us a few months ago and we came in and you, know, you put your foot down and they'll they'll try people always try to save money you know at the end of the day so um and uh we're there to 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 do otherwise
0: <laughs> Yay. yeah it's yeah. so important it's so important guys listening you know to value yourself and know your worth and and the problem is is that 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 moment that you accept that job um firstly there'll be a pain because clients who don't mm-hmm. pay well are always a nightmare so know that <laughs> that, that you're going to end up having a lot of lot more work than if you went you know work with somebody who pays you properly and um, but it affects your confidence if you accept yeah. lower than your than your worth and then yeah. your confidence will will spiral and and also you know it's bad for the industry it's bad for the next person and we do need to we need to educate clients we need to educate people on you know on on the value that a, you know a voice brings to a production um
1: 100 that's really well said yeah yep. very excellent. very true
0: excellent thank you <laughs> and you um what? And just to kind of, it's been amazing and I've loved having <laughs> you on our podcast. Just as a kind Thank of last you. thing, what, um, where do you get your inspiration?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, that is a good question. I think... I read a lot and I read all sorts if I'm honest I read I always have about three or four books going at the same time yeah um depending on my mood because you never know yeah. what kind of day you've had what, what yeah. kind of world you want to delve into but I always yeah. have a biography going um really got into sort of business biographies in the past year or two um just because I think it's good to, to see what challenges people are facing and to either be prepared for them or to help navigate your own within the business world. And, mm. and I think every, everyone who is a voiceover artist, you are running your own little business. So yes. I think it's, it's always smart to, to sort of have that, that business background and that knowledge. And then that comes across too when you're, you know, when, when you're working, when you're talking to clients. Um, and then, you know, um, I read a lot of fiction too, um, just to, I think it's always good just to broaden your horizons and be exposed to new things and that's what's so great about art you're always exposed to new yeah. perspective on life and I think it's so important to always be developing that I think for me too and during this pandemic I've tried to travel a lot within the U.S. you know just yeah. get them get in the car and get out there and just you know let your mind roam I think that's really important too I think sometimes we get so caught up in these computers and The television and all that and consuming all this all this knowledge and all this information but you also have to let go of it too and just give you you know go for that walk go for that time and just have an hour or two a day to just really let everything kind of simmer and settle and just sort of think new again so I don't know if that answered your question or not but yes that did that was an amazing answer thank you no absolutely perfect so yeah yeah
0: really good wonderful well Thank you so, so much, Bonnie, for being of a guest course. on the Voice Over Hour podcast. It's been amazing having you. And um, I'm so excited to see what you do with excellent talent, which is an amazing voiceover agency. I'm excited to, to see what happens. And I'm excited
1: too. And, and it's been wonderful. i really, really enjoyed talking to you. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast season two, brought to you by the Voice Over Network. With special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry.